We talk about a name that's gaining a little bit of traction in the coaching search per 247. And also, we debut our segment, What You Talking About, Willis, right here on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning into the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, straight into it. Will Wade has appeared as a name that is gaining a little bit of traction per 247 Sports. They did an article about it um, shortly after the Kermit Davis firing um, you talked to a writer, Robbie, Robbie Weinstein, talking about what's going on with Will Wade. Now, we're going to talk in the third segment of what exactly I think Ole Miss basketball is and what they need to do to get out of the funk that they are currently in and are what you talking about, Willis, segment. But as for now, and talking about this Will Wade thing, it makes an incredible amount of sense because of the recruiting chops that he not only has, but has proven at different locations. I think he was at maybe UTC and Virginia Commonwealth at LSU. He's won every single place he has been. Now, we talk about the damn good offer that he got in trouble with a phone tap on, but it turns out now that's legal. Everybody's putting out a damn good offer, or you're not getting the player that you're trying to get. That's just the way it works now. So why punish somebody that might previously played in the gray area, but it's no longer even gray? So Will Wade gaining traction, you're going to see almost people doing it. Now, it hasn't been palatable in the recent past for almost um, boosters, the, the self-important people, the ones that think about that, because I think he was an LSU guy. And because he's an LSU guy, you got that, Really hard hatred. It would be like Dan Mullen being a candidate for the Ole Miss head coaching job in football. Kind of that same dynamic is in play because he was at LSU. So he did all these things that were shady. You said a whole bunch of stuff, wrote a whole bunch of checks. There's a whole bunch of receipts. And now if he comes to Ole Miss, all of this is going to come back on you. So it's just easier for you not to have to deal with that. But that's not really a real reason if you want Ole Miss basketball to be successful. That's kind of a selfish reason. Because between him and Chris Beard, who that name is still being thrown about, so Will Wade and Chris Beard are the two dominant names in the coaching search, but then you have other names as well. Steve Forbes at Wake Forest, Chris Holtzman at Ohio State for people looking for a contract reset. Now, if you notice, these people that are looking for the jobs, if you're going to get somebody that is a really good high-level basketball coach at Ole Miss, don't let people fool you. There has to be a but at the end of the sentence whenever you mention him. Um, Steve Forbes, but he's looking to get out of Wake Forest and get a contract reset. But Chris Holtzman, but he's looking to get out of Ohio State and get a contract reset. Unless you're doing the G5 thing and you're going to 
promote a G5 coach where you're hoping to find that unicorn, which sometimes that absolutely happens. Nate Oates was from Buffalo. He was a um, G5 coach and has been very successful at Alabama. But Ole Miss has done that over and over and over again, and we're going to talk about that in the third segment. That We're just going to have to be real about exactly what Ole Miss basketball is. So Will Wade and Chris Beard, you know, they're both butts. They both have butts. Even if they would were to take the Ole Miss job, that butt is the only reason they would do it. So out of all the names that are listed for the Ole Miss job, that's not a G5 job, there's a, there's a butt. There's, there's a, yeah, this is happening though type situation, a Mike White to Georgia type situation, or you have the rehabilitation destination. And Ole Miss is in a position to where they almost have to hire that guy if they want a splash. If you want to play the lottery, shoot craps and try and roll the dice and see what you get with a G5 coach, be my guest. But if Ole Miss wants somebody established, if Ole Miss wants somebody really good, proven, as close to a sure thing as they can get, they're going to have to take a risk. And if you are not willing to do that, that means you are willing to be okay with accepting the results of not taking a risk because insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Ole Miss has hit one time on getting an outside coach, and that was the Rob Evans hire. Andy Kennedy kind of plateaued and did his thing. He was a good coach, but he wasn't quite there. Rod Barnes was the assistant from the Rob Evans staff that kind of fell off the map shortly after Rob Evans. Kermit struggled, and, you know, Ed Murphy struggled. Lee Hunt struggled. Heck, even Bob Weltlick struggled. He may have won the SEC tournament and got Ole Miss to its first NCAA tournament, but if you look at the overall record, the success might have been there, but it wasn't anything to crow about. And if you think about it, I just told you the whole history of Ole Miss basketball. It's absolutely nuts. But if Ole Miss is going to be what anybody that wants basketball to be successful wants, Ole Miss is going to have to take a risk on this hire. If not, you might as well be waving the towel, throwing it in. Like I said, we're going to talk the third segment about what exactly Ole Miss basketball is. And we're going to release that as a standalone as well. But it's interesting. It's actually really interesting. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, really. But these bars taste like a candy bar while, while having amazing macros, like 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And now, we've been telling you for years, you can go to Built.com and you put in Locked On 15 for your code. And they'll mail it, to, mail you a box of Built Bars. Now you don't have to do that. They're available at Walmart and Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box for hip flavors 
brownie batter and churro. You will thank me later. It's really cool that now that it's available in Walmart and Sam's Club, like I said, but you can still use the built.com. Probably not the promo code, but you can still use the built.com. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, like we are on YouTube. Go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notification, comment down below, and upvote itself. We'd appreciate it very much. Now, I was watching an MLS podcast over the weekend, and they did a segment on there where they were just going around, what reasons do each team have for hope going into the season? I thought, you know, that is a really good premise for a podcast subject. So why do Ole Miss fans have reason for hope in 2023? We're still six months away from the season. So much water has to go on the bridge. Under the bridge. The first practice for Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders hasn't even happened yet. The first um, practice for these skill players hasn't even happened yet. But what are the reasons for hope for Ole Miss football moving forward? And in 2023, it's going to be the quarterback position. This war, and this is absolutely going to be a war, of Spencer Sanders, who you are seeing like on on three when they rank quarterbacks, he's the guy that gets ranked. Chris Lowe did an article talking about him getting ranked. It's absolutely bizarre because there's going to be a legit competition. And I think people are putting the cart ahead of the horse just a little bit on this one. Do not, do not throw dirt on Jackson Dart's grave just yet. This is a former Gatorade National Player of the Year. All the talent in the world. He can come through and do what needs to be done. He just has to. There's certain things that he can do to take his offense from a C C plus rating to an A minus. That's actually fairly simple. He just needs to be able to pick up the middle of the field. He needs to pick up those linebackers. He needs to run the offense the way it's meant to be run. If he does that, he has a good chance to do it because him and Spencer Sanders are statistically the same exact quarterback. If you look at them, the same roughly amount passing yards, the same roughly amount rushing yards, same passing tees, same rushing tees, all this stuff that is over and over again pointed out by people, it's roughly the same year to year. And then you have Walker Howard, who has more talent in both of them. So this quarterback position, whoever wins this job is going to make Ole Miss better. Ole Miss will be better for whoever wins this quarterback job. You will not be better off for a person that finishes second in this quarterback job than the person that wins it. So enjoy it. Don't necessarily root for a player. Just root for all of them to be as good as they possibly can be because whoever is the iron that sharpens iron and you finally get that finished product, you have a chance to be really good. The second reason Ole Miss football has a chance to have hope in 2023 is Pete Golding and his defense that he is going to put in. It's going to look more similarly to the 2019 Mike McIntyre defense, the way they do things, than anything you've seen in the last couple of years, which, honestly, thank goodness, right? But whenever you have a jack and they're recruiting players like um, Chamberlain Campbell and DJ Holmes and 
um, the kid from Southwest Mississippi Community College to play that specialized position. That's the position that's going to be different than what Ole Miss has been running. That is what has been not on the roster. So Ole Miss needs to hit on one of two of those players, but spring practice will go a long way to determining how that happens. Who has a leg up? Who's ready for fall camp? Because the defense under Pete Golding, and I went back and I watched UTSA stuff because you're going to have people all the time. It's like, Pete Golding only finished 10th with the players that Alabama has. What will he do at Ole Miss? It, weird stuff. So you go back and you look at UTSA and see how they play defense. Still remarkably similar. You see a lot of Dave Aranda. You see a lot of that Delta State um, tree in there. And the defense is closer probably to that. Now, after having five years of influence with Nick Saban, you probably have a mixture of Nick Saban and Dave Aranda, which is not a bad way to have your defense constructed. You'll see a defense that is hyper-aggressive. They like to play behind the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to turn the ball over quite a bit. You know, Deontay Jerry Prince, John Saunders, those guys – have a chance to have really good years. And Ole Miss fans should be excited about it because their linebacker position, they've really grown up. And you have Suntarian Perkins, and you have um, players in the defensive backfield and on the defensive line that kind of fit what you want to do. So it'll be interesting to see. You're not going to shoehorn J.J. Pegues into a nose guard. You're going to let him play three technique or five technique or four technique out there on the outside and let his athleticism kind of work because he is a special, special athlete. He really is. All right, when we come back, what you talking about, Willis? Debuting on this channel for the first time. Um, I'm excited about it. We're going to talk about kind of 30,000-foot view of the Ole Miss basketball program and how we go from here and achieve our goals. So stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe, upvote, hit the bell, and, of course, comment down below on the video. Now, we're going to do a new segment starting this week called What You Talking About, Willis? And it's something that's just been on my mind. And whenever I do that, occasionally I'm going to try to do this once a week, usually on the Monday show, but it just gives me a chance to think of what's going on. And with the Kermit firing and the candidates that there are out there and how this looks and how this goes, I just started thinking about it. And Ole Miss's basketball program is either last or next to the last in the history of the SEC. They've never been a basketball school. They've tried. They had a little run in the late 90s, early 2000s that they were actually pretty good. Andy Kennedy plateaued them at like an NIT level, but They've never actually been good. Going back, it's like I told you in the first segment, you can actually go back and retrace the entire history of the Ole Miss basketball program in about seven minutes. And that's not a good thing. You, you have Andy Kennedy, who is the all-time winningest basketball coach in Ole Miss history, who passed Country Graham, and Country Graham never went to the NCAA tournament, never really did anything. And had to coach football on top of his basketball responsibilities. That tells you how it was to them back in the day. It's really interesting to think about, but 
Ole Miss needs to decide what they want men's basketball to be. Because there's a roadmap to being a successful basketball program inside the building already with Coach O. She's done a phenomenal job of resurrecting that program. And if you find somebody on the men's side that can do things similarly, you have a chance to really be successful. You need to go around and be all over campus. You need to overly market stuff. You need to honestly be like I am um, about this show online. There's people online that just are aggravated to death of how much I market what's going on. But you need that in the Ole Miss basketball program, and that is because it is in between Lane Kiffin and the football program, and it doesn't matter if it's Lane Kiffin. Whoever is the coach of that football program is the most important figure on campus. 80% of the Ole Miss fan base probably would identify at most as sort of care about baseball, box score baseball. 80% of the fans are football really only. That is what they pay attention to. To put this in perspective, if you want to think about how things look and everything, if you were to take 247 on three, um, rivals, all those, and get all their subscribers and sit them down, they would fill up the south end zone, and that's about it. You would still have two-thirds of the football stadium that are casuals that may go to the football game because of the Grove. They're not really interested in what's going on. They have different reasons for what different what they want to do, but they're not paying for content. It's why sites like the Rebel Walk and the Grove Report and myself are so important in the ecosphere of Ole Miss sports because it's so different. But even with as rabid of a football base as Ole Miss has, there's even rabid on top of rabid, and that's the people that's willing to pay for that content. If football went away right now, and it doesn't matter who it is, you, you would probably have 100 subscribers to a basketball site. Probably 200 to a baseball site of people that are willing to pay for that content. So that just lets you know exactly how football, basketball, and baseball are positioned in the hierarchy of Ole Miss sports. I genuinely think 80% is football only of the fan base. And if you look on Twitter, if you look everywhere, that's the way it goes. I do think 15% is at least box score fans of the baseball team. That and watching them. There's probably a few diehards in there as well. But mainly, that's the way this is broke down. Basketball is non-existent. Right now, basketball is on par with women's basketball. And that's not an insult against Coach Yo. Coach Yo has done a really good job to get there. But basketball is there right now. I, it's potentially a number four on campus as far as importance in the athletic department. So I say all of that to say this. Ole Miss needs to get risky on this hire because you are, it's not likely, it's not likely that you're going to hit on every single category that you have to hit in from a G5 when you're trying to project them moving up. It just doesn't happen. 
If you look at Ole Miss's history, good coach after good coach after good coach has come into this program and has been unsuccessful. You need a unicorn. You need a special coach. And to do that, you're probably going to have to take a risk right now. Unless you're okay with exactly what's been happening for the last 40 years. If that is okay, fine. Do it again. Keep doing it if that is the expectation. Because we broke down the percentage of exactly how much everybody cares about different things. But if you are looking to maximize this basketball program, if you are looking to have it take the next step, what's the saying, scared money don't make money? And that is kind of the situation. You need an adventurous heart. I'm not advocating for Chris Beard or Will Wade or anything like that, but I am advocating for somebody like them. And if they don't tick the boxes that are necessary to be successful you're just going to be doing the same thing in four years. And it's going to cause, since all the contracts in Mississippi are fully guaranteed, nobody's just going to resign. The buyout, you're, if you resign and forego millions of dollars, that's absolutely silly. You have to be careful that in this age of college basketball, First and foremost, you're doing what you can to make it relevant. Telling you, Ole Miss needs a Bruce Pearl-like hire. And Bruce Pearl was a risk. Bruce Pearl was a risk. But I bet it's a risk that Auburn's happy they made. Heck, I think Ole Miss is in a position to do that because they took a risk on Lane Kiffin. And all he's done is give them a sugar ball. So I think a risk needs to be bonafide taken care of. Now, vet them, do whatever you have to do, put language in the contract. But here's the other issue. People say, well, if something goes wrong, he just embarrassed Ole Miss. No, he embarrassed himself. Ole Miss is going to hire a coach, and the news, the information will be about that new coach almost as soon as it can be. It just is. That's the nature of this beast. There is no embarrassing and inanimate object. The only person he can do is ruin his life. That's that's the only thing he can do. Either Chris Beard or Will Wade. That's the risk they have, is to ruin their coaching future. And there's a good chance they don't want to do that. Because if you look at Chris Beard's past, to me that looks like an isolated instance. I've heard stories. Everybody's heard stories. But that's just that. They're rumors. They're stories. But Will Wade. One-time thing, perfectly legal. It's, it's one of those things. It's an isolated incident. It's now legal now. These are the risks that you have to look into. Now, I've heard Dusty May, and I've heard the contract reset people, which that always makes me nervous about that. But we'll see exactly how this happens moving forward. We had Jason Jordan on the show talking about how he expected Ole Miss to hire a G5 coach that makes the second weekend in the tournament. Until they don't, I still have to take that as a possibility, honestly. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It's got everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. 
<clears throat> Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tomorrow, I hope my voice does a little bit better. Take care.